welcome to Reality Roots Podcast with me, your host, Hillary. I'm, as always, I'm very excited to be here this week. I'm not feeling great, <laughs> to be honest. Kind of a rough, uh, rough day, rough week, rough couple hours even that I've had leaving, leading up to this. Um, so I apologize if my, I guess my energy level isn't a hundred percent. I'm just curled up and I'm going to try to, uh, get through this as best I can. I am excited about the out, like the episode that I watched. I'm just not excited to be awake (laughs) right now, quite honestly, but because I am who I am, I feel like I do want to get this done because I'm just that type of person where if I'm early then I feel like I'm on time and if I'm on time then I feel like I'm late (laughs) so uh I try to put this out on Tuesdays I like to have it up so it can publish right at 6 a.m on Tuesday in case anybody is commuting Uh, anyway (laughs) because I am who I am I'm just I don't know, that's just pressure I put on myself, obviously, but I want to make sure that um, that I can put out an episode, even when it's a busy week like this, but anyway, I am glad that it's the episode that it is. <laughs> this episode is Ricky Lake. It has the world's longest title, that shouldn't be a title, because it's not a title, <laughs> way too long it is girlfriend you may hate this today I'm telling your brother I'm in love with him (laughs) and although I know just last week I was talking about that Jenny Jones situation that ended in murder and I understand this is basically kind of the same like topic or subject I guess as that one I have to say it was relaxing. I felt relaxed when I watched it. It felt good and easy. I didn't feel concerned for anyone. But then there is one part. I'm not... I'm going to try to bury the lead and not just blurt it all out. But there is one case where I was like, ooh, I could see that if you did this to someone who wasn't... Like, if if you do it to, say, 98% of people, it'll probably be fine. But... You hit one of those 2% of people and yeah, I can see how tensions could really escalate. Fair enough. <laughs> I see how I see how it happened, but I didn't feel worried about it in this episode. Nobody gets murdered in this episode. Spoiler alert. Ricky Lake's outfit pretty cute. <laughs> like it looks kind of cute. She's got this like black power suit with a shoulder pad, like capital S H shoulder pad. Her hair's really cute. It's got that like flip out at the bottom that was so so popular at the time, but it's kind of I don't know, it's got some volume on the top. I don't really know how she did that. I put teased, but it doesn't really look teased. It just looks I don't know voluminous on the top but then the bottom has this like flip out like I hope you know what I mean by that it's like if you take your curling iron and just like flip it out (laughs) like all around all around the bottom part of your hair that's that's 
was pretty cool. And uh, Ricky Lake looks as cool as you could look with that haircut. Our first case. I keep, I want to, well, maybe I should just say Latrice. The, pers- the girl's name is Latricia. But every time I read it, honestly, in my head, it just autocorrects internally to Latrice and then I end up in this like Latrice no uh Latricia I'll try to get that right Latricia and Peaches Latricia is in love with Peaches brother Peewee they kind of make a joke about that I don't think this is anybody's real name it certainly doesn't sound like it's Peewee's real name I don't know if it's Peaches real name I don't mind the name Peaches you think, for all that I'm really judgmental about names, you think I would be less on board with Peaches. But I don't hate Peaches as a name. It's fine. Uh, Peewee is a choice, but like I said, I don't, they do joke about that. I don't think that's like his first, or like his real name. His given, or his Christian name, if you will. The hair. <laughs> These two girls. Peaches looks really pretty to me. I think... I don't know, just the way her face is. I think she's a really pretty girl. Both of these girls have capital W weaves to go (laughs) with Ricky's capital S-H shoulder pads. Latricia's hair, I don't, I hope I can describe it (laughs) adequately. It's kind of, we'll start with the shape. It's kind of like a cone, like a soft serve cone type of shape up on top of her head and it's made out of these curls that are all exactly the same size and shape there I wrote sausage curls I mean like breakfast sausage or like maybe your finger width kind of size curls but they're all like identical in a row and very much parallel to each other like they're not a it's not a tangle it's like a choice (laughs) um it it's not just on the top of her head but it goes all the way down like the sides of her head she's got one curl of a bang that is glued to her forehead and all of this, I was kind of, I was like, okay, sure. It's not, obviously, my, na- my, <laughs> my hair could never do that or anything. I don't think, if you put all my hair together, you could maybe get one of those curls going. <laughs> like, um, fair enough, different hair for different girls. But then when she turned to the side at one point, I was like, ugh, like there's like, a ponytail coming out of the back of this but the ponytail is all straight hair and there's not enough of it for it to be like nice (laughs) it's kind of like flat and sad looking Latricia is wearing a purple sweater with a black skirt and then kind of pink tights I'm not they're kind of a purpley pink like they're they're not far away from each other like it's kind of a pinky purple sweater and say kind of a purpley pinkish set of tights but they're not close enough to go well together it's like one of those things where it's like oh they're not they're too close but not close enough <laughs> to to look good uh Latricia and Peaches have been friends 
for nine years. Latricia is like, Pee-wee's so sweet and kind, and I try to be with other guys, but I always end up thinking about him. She's been thinking about, I guess this whole nine years, it sounds like she's had a crush on him. Ricky Lake asks Peaches what she thinks. Peaches' outfit, like I said, I think Peaches is just naturally like a very pretty girl. She's got more, she also has kind of this hair piled atop her head look, but the curls aren't parallel. It's more of like a jumble of curls. She's got kind of a swoopy bang and a, she's got a hoop earring to go with it. The hair just looked, looked kind of like something from The Sims, actually, I want to say. Don't ask me for receipts on that. I don't know, but it's an updo anyway. It doesn't look I just the parallel curls is just not a look for me. But I liked Peach's jumbly hair better. And I really liked her outfit too. She had like a black top. It was like a black t-shirt. And this really high-waisted skirt that was like kind of a periwinkle blue. And then at first I thought she had these over-the-knee like black boots, which I am all about over-the-knee black boots. But actually when I looked more closely... It's actually a black shoe with a little bit of a heel and she's got like above the knee black socks and I likes it. It's cute. I wouldn't, I probably wouldn't wear shoes like that again, just cause I am who I am. I'm kind of fussy, but I liked them. Like I thought it looked good as an outfit. I really liked the skirt. I would definitely wear that skirt. Anyway, uh, Ricky had asked Peaches what she thought. Peaches is like, it's ridiculous. We're too close for that. If that's how she felt, she should have said something sooner. But I don't know, sooner, like nine years ago, sooner. She's always teasing him. And then when he gets serious, she starts backing down. And she says the things we do together, she would have to limit it if she were going to go out with my brother. <laughs> I don't know what these girls are doing. It sounds to me like they're kind of like hoeing around together. Which is fine, like they're young, you know what I mean? They're young, whatever, go out, have fun, get yours. But just because they're doing that together, and then she's like, oh, I really want to get serious with your brother. And I think Peaches is like, mm, I don't trust that. <laughs> like, if you were going to get serious with anyone, but especially your brother or my brother, then the things that you like the activities that we do together are definitely going to have to change so it's definitely going to change the friendship regardless I don't know they have a lot of back and forth Peaches says well when he has a girlfriend Latricia's butting in or Latricia Latricia's butting in Latricia see it's little Latricia at all Latricia's butting in but then when she has a boyfriend like he doesn't do that um, so I don't know. It sounds like just a lot of back and forth. And Latricia's like, well, if I can't have him, nobody can. And Ricky's, Ricky is like, she's fun. Like she's, Ricky like would be a good friend, I think to have. Not a good friend. Like, I don't know if she would, you know, bring you soup when you're sick or whatever. I don't know about that. But in terms of the God, like she'd be the one you'd be like, hey, Ricky guess what happened and then she'd have some other gossip or like she'd be asking good questions 
And then when she comes back or if something else is going on, she's, she's going to ask all the right questions so that when she comes to you with the story, she has all the details. <laughs> like, I appreciate that about Ricky. So Ricky asks Latricia, like, or well, I guess she asks Peaches, like, oh, does Latricia wear different outfits when he's around? And Peaches is like, yeah, she wears these like tight, small shirts, tight skirts, little outfits, walks around with her pants unbuttoned like she's so full. <laughs> it's weird. If I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know. That's what she says, guys. Take it. <laughs> I don't know about that. And then she says this. I do. I bet this happens with all the time more than the more than the outfits like this is what's happening peaches says last night at the hotel he came up to our room and all of a sudden she wants to shower all day this bitch hasn't showered suddenly peewee's there and she's like oh ooh, i just gotta hop in the shower like <laughs> okay provocative ricky asks peaches if if she thinks that peewee has any idea that latricia feels this way Peaches is like, no, because they're just playing back and forth, but I don't think he's really serious. And Ricky's like, and you're not having it? She's like, nope. Latricia's like, well, I am. Hey. <laughs> a bit of a laugh and a cheer from the audience. We see Pee Wee backstage in isolation with the headphones. I don't know why I forgot so many of these little nuances, but that's a very key, like, nuance of these talk shows is when someone's in isolation and have these big stupid headphones on sometimes there's like obviously music and they're bopping around sometimes we just get like a straight shot of them looking at the camera it's kind of fun an audience member says but actually she's like solicited by ricky who <laughs> i guess this audience member was like you go girl and ricky's like Wait, 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 wait. What did you say? <laughs> Come back. Say that into the mic for me. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, you go, girl. And Ricky's like, no, say more things. <laughs> Do you feel bad for her best friend, though? And the audience is like, yeah, but if she wants him, she's going to go get him. Ricky asks Latricia if she's really in love with this guy. Latricia says, yes, I tried to be with other guys. I just can't. Ricky's like, are you ready to tell him how you feel? Trisha's like, yes. Peaches, or Ricky's like, Peaches, how about you? Peaches like, nope. <laughs> Peaches' arms are crossed in the most nope type of position. Uh, here comes Peewee. Peewee, he takes off his headphones. He comes out wearing a butt ugly shirt with khakis. And he's got one of those like, really thin mustaches that I didn't even really see until they close up on his face and I think he has kind of like a really shitty chin strap too the facial hair need just shave it it's not working it's not helping your shirt Ricky's like welcome Peewee Latricia has something she's dying to tell you I try when people confess their crushes on this I really tried to take like verbatim notes because I feel like that is the weirdest moment of all this like asking it's it's awkward to tell someone something you don't want to maybe tell them but then also it's like on tv <laughs> it's like that much worse I can't imagine if I was in this position I'd probably I don't even know I just wear it vomit god knows what would come out of my mouth I have no idea 
Latricia's like, well, Pee-wee, as you know, and the audience was laughing. I couldn't figure out why. I had to kind of rewind it. It's because Peaches is, like, leaning in over her shoulder from behind, all Snoopy-like, <laughs> like, big eyes. It's like the eyes emoji. Uh, that's what Peaches is giving us. So everyone kind of laughs at that. But well, Latricia says, well, Pee-wee, as you know, I've been liking you for many years and I just didn't know how to tell you. I tried to be with other guys and all I think about is you. I love you, Pee-wee. Pee-wee kind of mumbles something in a response. I couldn't catch it, but he looks happy. And then they hug. And then Peaches is like, how could this be? Oh my God. (laughs) Uh, Ricky's like, Pee-wee, you act like you knew this already. Do you feel the same way? Pee-wee keeps hesitating and people just keep jumping in to talk for him. So I feel like I wish they wouldn't do that. I feel like Ricky probably also wishes they wouldn't do that because it makes it really hard um, to interview someone when people keep answering on their behalf. I feel like Pee-wee doesn't say a lot through this whole thing. Um, So he hesitates here when Ricky asks him for his reaction and Peaches is like, I mean, how can he feel the same way? And they constantly poke each other back and forth. He probably has the same secret about her, and I just, ugh, ugh, ugh. <laughs> she just, like, eye rolls. <laughs> She's so annoyed. An audience member stands up, and I really do have to take a moment to point out that she is wearing the most fascinating shirt I've seen in a long time. It's not nice, and it's not something I would wear. But it is the most fascinating color. It's like a purple, blue, indigo. It's so vivid. Even in this like pre-HDTV ripped onto VHS and then ripped onto YouTube (laughs) thing that I'm watching. It's just the most interesting color. It looks like I don't know. It looks like not a color. It looks like the closest to UV that we could get and still see it, maybe. It's like, it's just so weird. Um, but it's it's hideous. It's like a vest. It, oh my god, it looked like a vest with like a sheer long sleeve blouse over top of it. It looked it looked bad, but it I if if she was standing in front of me, I wouldn't be able to hear a thing she said because it I just wouldn't be able to to stop like my brain wants to pigeonhole this color and it's just not going in any available boxes <laughs> right now um anyway she says oh it's like when you're in grammar school grammar school who who calls it grammar school does anybody i would call it elementary school does a single person in 2023 call it grammar school email me tell me um anyway it's like when you're in grammar school and you pull your hair and shit it's all flirting Pee-wee still has not spoken since being on stage, or at least not with, like, distinguishable words. Ricky asks again for his reaction, and before anyone can butt their big fat face into his response, (laughs) Pee-wee says, it's like a dream come true. (laughs) It's so sweet. That's so cute. Uh, Ricky's like, Latricia said she was going to get what she wanted. Seems like she did. Peaches is like, ugh, my brother needs to wake up from his dream. She's got an eye roll. Ricky's like, you still not having it, Peaches? She's like, no. Latricia's like, we gonna have it, though. (laughs) Sass. Um, An audience member... 
says, I think you should just let them go for it and live their lives. They're grown-ups. Just stay out of it. Peaches is like, I'm happy for them. It's just the stuff that me and her do together. She's not going to be coming around for me anymore. It's not that I'm scared to lose a friend, because if she's my friend, she'll be there regardless. Regardless. What did I say? Oh, God. Regardless. But the things we do together, like, it's going to have to be different. So they were just hoeing around together, I think. <laughs> Again, that's what I kind of take out of this. Um, Ricky says, do you feel used at all? That, to me, Ricky keeps trying to drive this home, but it it doesn't seem to be getting any traction. She's like, do you feel used that, like, that Latricia was just coming over and pretending to be your friend just to, like, get to your brother? And Peaches, just, she just shuts it down. She's like, no, not at all. Not even a little bit. I mean, she knows, right? If they're friends, you can't fake, like, a nine-year friendship. I mean, you're doing it wrong if you fake a nine-year friendship. <laughs> Wait nine years to tell someone you like them. I feel like they she probably got close enough at some point within those nine years that she would have been able to tell him. And then if that was her intention, she probably just would have stopped being friends with her, but... She's not, Peaches is not concerned about that. Ricky Lake is like, Pee-wee, why didn't you just make a move on her? And he's like, oh, I just never thought about it before. And he, Ricky's like, so you're going to start a relationship? And he's like, yeah, I think so. Audience asks if this is going to change things. Everyone says no. Peaches is like, you know what, maybe it'll bring us even closer. I don't know. An audience member is like, well, it's been nine years and she tried to be with other guys, but she still wants him. Therefore, it must be true love. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if we're ready to put like the true love stamp on this story, but it's cute and everyone seems happy. So that's fine. I'll co-sign that. Next up, we have Heather and her BFF, Leslie. There is a weird, like, size, perspective, portion issue going on. I don't exactly understand it. But it looks like Heather's head is really big. And Leslie's is very small. But it's kind of hard to say which one is right. It looks very much like someone, like, took Leslie... Control C, <laughs> copied her. Control V, right next to her. Pasted that. And then someone blew her up to like twice the size and then put them next to each other. <laughs> like, I don't know, because they kind of look similar as well. But it's not like, I'm not looking at them being like, oh, Heather's really big. It's just like all of her, like all of her features are twice as big as Leslie's. So I I don't even know if she's big or not, or if they're just differently proportioned. Leslie's brother is Matt. He looks like a redneck. And I know, I know that's not like probably a PC thing to say, but I'm sorry. He just, he looks very much like Jeff Foxworthy or like that look He's got this shitty mustache, but he's got this big voluminous hair on top. And I think he might be missing a couple teeth in the front, it looked like. Or his teeth are very short, but it looked like he was missing a couple teeth. 
on that note, <laughs> Ricky, no, it's not related to that, but Ricky asks, um, Heather, so why do you like Matt? Heather's like, oh, he's really nice. You know, he's not like other guys. He doesn't talk down to you. Lizzie's like, there's other guys out there. <laughs> it's not just this one. Heather's like, yeah, but he's like really sweet. And I've just always liked him. Leslie says she comes to my house just to see him though. <laughs> Heather's like, no, I don't. Like, it's hard to, if there's one problem, I guess, with recapping this one in particular, it's that there's, people are obviously best friends. So they kind of have like a, I don't know, they tend to like talk over each other um, or I don't know, just like friends, right? Like they will go off on something and everyone else is like, what? <laughs> what are you talking about? Like, cause we're not in on their little things, right? Cause they've been friends obviously for a long time. Heather's like, no, I don't. And Ricky's like, Leslie, are you jealous? And Leslie's like, yes, I am jealous. Ricky says, so how do you feel about them as a couple? Leslie says she doesn't like it at all. I don't know why I waited so long, but I wanted you to know that Leslie's outfit is like a black and white gingham sundress, but it's over a white shirt, a la Mormon of the time. I didn't really take notes, but Heather's outfit is, I think she's got like a black top and a black and white striped skirt, but like a long skirt. Uh, Ricky Lake's like, why don't you like it? Leslie's like, cause she's my best friend. And Heather says she can be her friend and see him at the same time, though. And here we get to the actual problem. It sounds like this is kind of a recent problem. <laughs> Just that it was always fine. But then Leslie says that at Christmas, she went off in the front. By she, we mean Heather. So at Christmas, she tells us that Heather went in the front room with her brother. And they were watching TV and they left her by herself. And then they have this back and forth where Heather's like, you were on the phone. With Bruce. <laughs> we never get to find out who Bruce was. Uh, but that's... Anyway, that's who I guess she's on the phone with. But Leslie's like, no, I wasn't. And I was like, yeah, you were. And then Leslie's like, yeah, because I was by myself and I was lonely. And then I called someone to bitch about how fucking stupid it was that you were in the front room with my brother. So we get some kind of BFF back and forth on that. Uh, Ricky Lake says, oh... Heather, I understand Matt took you to your prom. Heather says, yeah, I asked him his friends. I was like, oh, we could do the Dutch thing, like, just so I could go with someone. And I knew he'd never been to prom. Uh, we see the prom pick, and they are both in H2T white, head-to-toe white, all white, white dress, white suit. Do you wear a white dress to prom? I feel like, obviously, I don't know, obviously you wouldn't wear a white dress to a wedding unless you were the one getting married. I guess there's not a rule for prom, but you still kind of look like you're getting married. But he's in like a fully white suit as well. She said she wanted more to happen, but that's all that happened that night. Heather, oh, Heather reveals <laughs> she still has the corsage that he gave her and she keeps it in a little wine glass. Ricky's like, you know, we're going to, Leslie's like, or Ricky's like, Leslie, do you think she's obsessed? Leslie's like, semi, Yeah. And Heather's just like, I am not. <laughs> like, she's all giddy about it. Ricky's like, well, why do you think you'd be good together? Heather says, well, because we have a lot of the same friends. It's not a reason. He has a lot of the same traits as Leslie. I guess that's a reason. 
And she's like, and I love her. Like, she's my sister. So if they have the same traits, of course, I would love him too. I don't know. It's like, I don't know. It is a bit weird if she's like, and I love her like she's my sister. And it's like, but wouldn't that mean you love him like a brother? Like, I don't know. Heather kind of drops this in, like, we're not going to ask when Ricky makes a big deal, but then it's not. Heather's like, we get along good, our kids get along, and Ricky Lake's like, kids? <laughs> Nobody mentioned kids! Um, and it turns out they both have kids from other relationships, not obviously together. Um, their kids play together. It's not really a big deal. As much as Ricky's like, kids? <laughs> like, this is groundbreaking. Uh, Ricky... Oh, now we get into really... This is where we really get into some dicey waters here. Ricky's like, is it true you'd sleep over at their house and watch him sleep? Leslie's like, she just told me about that. And it doesn't sound like it was a recent... Like, it sounds like a high school thing. Heather says they have a shared bathroom between their rooms. And so she'd go in there and be like, oh, I'm brushing my teeth. (laughs) She'd just, like, stand there and watch him sleep. And everyone's kind of like, oh, that's creepy. <laughs> it's weird that you did that. An audience member brings up the same question. It's the same question as Ricky. I guess it's probably a plan. Because <laughs> Ricky's still trying to like keep this narrative going. She's like, um, do you feel like she was using you to get to your brother? And Leslie's like, well, just this last time. Like, not, no. But then, yeah, it's like this last time when she came over at Christmas, like they both probably went off to college, right? So they haven't seen each other in a long time. And then it sounds like Heather went over and just immediately ditched her and hung out with her brother. And so Leslie's like, yeah, now I do. Like, <laughs> didn't before, but now I do. And Ricky's like, Heather, are you using her? Heather's like, no. Like, again, it's kind of a very genuine, like, no. That's, like, no. She is my best friend in the whole world. I would never do that. I do get BFF energy from Latricia and Peaches, too. And Heather and Leslie. They do seem like they are genuinely best friends. Heather says, I love him a lot. Love him a lot. I've always watched him with other girls, and he's just never been available, and I've always loved him, and... Ricky's like, did you move towns to be close? Okay, again, this is where we're kind of pushing the envelope, Heather, of like how much I can be on your side when you do this creepy shit. Ricky asks, did you move towns to be closer to him? And Heather confirms that yes, she did. And now we're into a weird territory with Heather because that's, you're making life changes for you and your kids because you have a crush on someone. I don't know if I'm on board with that. Heather says, well, now he's going through a divorce. It sounds like she doesn't want to miss her chance. She's like, well, now he's going through a divorce. But when that's all done, I love him and I want to be with him. Like, are you ready to tell him? And this is when I noticed as Matt stood up to come out to get on, like, to take his whatever headphones off and come out onto the stage that I I saw he was wearing uh, the original. It says the original. (laughs) That's what I'm saying, Matt. He's wearing a t-shirt that says, the original bum equipment. <laughs> Remember that brand? I don't know if it's B-U-M or bum, but like, oh wow, that was a moment in time. And I had completely forgotten what a big deal that was at the time. That was a big deal. It's like a brand name, but <laughs> it was only a brand name for like a year. Then I feel like we didn't talk about it anymore. Maybe two years. 
Great. So he comes out and Heather, this is, I'm going to try to deliver it the way that she delivered it, says, so like whenever your divorce is final and stuff, do you want to get together? I loved you for a long time and I really want to be with you. (laughs) It's really fast, just like that. No pauses, no breath. Matt's like, "Mm, yeah, like he seems flattered. He seems fine with it. He seems into it. Ricky's like, did you know this, Matt? was like well I figured she liked me I didn't know it was like that though uh now Ricky dimes out Heather by telling Matt she don't, I don't even think she tells him about the moving town things or if he's gonna work that on himself later like homework but right now she, Ricky dimes out Heather by telling Matt about the watch about how Heather would watch him sleep and he does seem a little weirded out by that like he's like just to watch me sleep like that's so weird like anyone it is like hypothetically romantic <laughs> but if anybody ever comes to you and says like oh I just even my husband like if my husband was like oh I just woke up last night and I just watched you sleep for like 10 minutes I'd be like that's weird it's a weird thing to do it's weird that you did that um it's kind of hard to tell if Matt is like impressed or if he's creeped out he just seems really taken aback an audience member stands up she is wearing the cutest, ugly, long sleeve charcoal gray shirt. <laughs> um, well, sorry, it's the cutest, ugly, long sleeve shirt that I've ever seen. It is charcoal gray. It has a big black heart on it, like on the boobs, and I want it so bad, even though it is particularly unflattering. Like, she's, it's partly the way her bra is, but also I wear the same type of bra. It's not going to help me, but I want it so bad. It looked, I don't know why. It didn't look great. That's all it is. I just described it. Charcoal gray, long sleeve t-shirt, big black heart on the chest. I don't know. I just liked it. I'm a sucker for charcoal gray. It's probably that. This lady asks, will this affect your friendship or your relationship as friends? Heather says, no, definitely. We're too close as friends. Nothing would ever come between us. Leslie's not super sure, but she's like, no, we are, we're friends. Like, we're legit friends. I'm not, like, insecure about that. An audience, a different audience member is, says, or asks if she's scared to lose her best friend and her brother in this. And she seems, like, confused. She's like, me? Well, like, he's always going to be my brother. Like, obviously, it was, maybe it was just worded incorrectly, but she's like, obviously, I'm not going to lose my brother. Like, he's still going to be my brother, regardless but I don't want to lose her and I think she Ricky kind of cuts her off and insists like she's again she's really pushing this narrative she's like what if Heather was just using you this whole time to get to your brother and Heather's like no that's not the case and then Heather says like she's like listen she is my best friend like she's so important to me and she's like if Leslie told me seriously that we wouldn't be able to be friends anymore because of all this, then she, I just have to forget about it. I don't know if we believe that from Heather, but that's, I mean, she said it genuinely enough. Maybe she, I think she believes that. I don't know what would happen. I mean, she moved town. When you get into where you've moved, like you've relocated to be closer to someone, I question like how much you would be willing to give up for that person. Maybe it might include your best friend. That's all I'm saying. An audience member, or a man, I'll say a man from the audience, wearing a silk black tent of a shirt, says, 
well, like, he gets into it. But he's like, well, if you think she's good enough to be your best friend and she's a good person, like, wouldn't you want her to date your brother? Like, don't you want your brother to be with a good person and you know she's a good person because it's your BFF? Otherwise, why would it be your BFF? And Leslie's like, no, I do. Like, they're both good-hearted people. It's just that's my brother and that's my friend. And the guy's like, well, that's selfish, though. Um, Like, to stand in the way of their happiness. And Heather's... Or Leslie's like, okay, but, like, if she hurts him, then we won't be friends anymore and then she'll have nobody. Like, I think, I think Leslie's like, no, I'm good. Like, I'll be good. Like, I have other friends. My brother's my brother. But, like, it would suck to lose her. And then, yeah, it'll suck even more for her than it would for me. Ricky's like, let's talk about this corsage and prom. Uh, she kind of dimes her up for keeping the corsage in this dorky way as well. She's like, Matt, why didn't you make a move? And Matt's like, because I had a girlfriend at the time. That's pretty much it. <laughs> as far as we get, I guess they're gonna. He seemed reasonably into it, I guess. So they'll probably go on a date. I don't know. Maybe they'll fall in love. Could be. Could be. Uh, our next case is Glenn. You guys are get excited for Glenn, okay? Glenn is a cutie patootie and a half. He is very sweet and he's very charming, and I love him. And everyone loves him. Ricky loves him. <laughs> so we'll see. Uh, he says he fell in love with his best friend's brother based on a voice alone. So his best friend is Michael and Michael's brother is John. There's, they talk a lot about moving, but I couldn't, I couldn't really understand who lives with who or why <laughs> or where. But we're going to do our best. But I feel like there's going to be some inconsistency in even what I explain. And then just don't come for me, okay? Because I feel like it wasn't clear <laughs> from the episode. Uh, Glenn moved. No. Michael moved. Glenn moved. Somebody moved. <laughs> I think Glenn moved. And he'd call Michael to talk because Michael's his BFF. And then one time... Uh, Michael's brother John answered the phone. This is what's unclear to me is that Glenn hasn't met John in person. So if Glenn moved and now he's calling Michael and Michael hasn't moved and John's there, like why wouldn't Glenn, why wouldn't Glenn and John have met before? I guess that's kind of where I get, like, I'm like, oh yeah, I have it. Okay. Glenn moved. And then I'm like, wait, why wouldn't doesn't really make sense but anyway so somebody moved and then Glenn would call Michael and one time John answered the phone and that first time that they talked they said they talked for like an hour and a half Glenn is just cute as button he's not really not in like a I well I wrote nondescript but now I don't know how to turn that into the right word in this moment he's just it's hard to like I don't know he looks like a guy it's just it's more like his yeah, like it's more his personality that makes him a cutie. He's not ugly. Um, Michael is Michael is small. <laughs> he's like not small. Like he's a small guy, and he's got this bleached hair. Um, and his brother John, who we see in isolation, is rocking a real George Michael look. Which at first I was like, oh, is this gonna be weird? Like, is John gay? Like, obviously, obviously Glenn's gay. 
And it seems like Michael's also gay. I guess he doesn't say that. But from his look and the time, I'm just thinking, like, if you... I don't think metrosexual is really... Like, I remember when metrosexual became a word, which is so silly. That's to describe, like, a heterosexual man who cares about his appearance, I guess. God. Oh, the 90s were fucking weird. But this was... I feel like this was before that. And I don't think Michael was, quote-unquote, metrosexual. He just... Mm, seems like he's gay. Maybe he's not. I don't know. I don't know that. I guess for sure. It's just an assumption based on his style. I just feel like to rock that style in the 90s, you... I don't think you would take that... I want to say risk. It sounds bad, but like, I know it was honestly a risk at the time. I don't think you would take that risk if you were like a straight guy. But Glenn is just a smitten kitten over John says, beauty's not everything. What's inside is more important than what's outside. The audience cheers. Glenn says he had... Oh, Michael's not on stage yet, by the way. Glenn asked, had asked Michael for a description, but he didn't... This is what he says. He says he, he asked Michael for a description, but he didn't get much because Michael feels weird talking about his brother. But Michael doesn't know what the situation is yet, so I, I don't feel like it was that he felt weird... We'll get to that a little bit later. As I said, Michael doesn't even know the situation yet, which is unlike the other stories. Michael comes out. And then I noticed Ricky has multiple doors too. She's got like a Jenny Jones thing going on where there's like an up door with stairs and then a stage level door and there's a door on the other side of the stage. I don't know why they needed so many, I guess to keep everyone away from each other when they're surprise type episodes, but... Like, I wonder if Michael knew that his brother was coming. Lots of questions. Michael comes out and Glenn's like, your brother just does it for me. I think Michael's like laughing. Like, he's just like, okay. Um, cause probably because he's like, why do I have to be on TV for you to tell me this? This is like, this could have been a text. Like, I mean, I know they didn't have texting at the time. This, this could have been an email. Uh, maybe they had I am by then, probably even not, but uh, we didn't, it didn't have to be like a Ricky Lake trip anyway. Glenn is just gushing over John. He says this, but then he also just, okay, Ricky tries to like, I don't know if she's, if Glenn's charming, so I don't know why Ricky's working so hard for Glenn, but like earlier she's like, oh, does he melt your butter? And he's like, oh yeah, I guess. And then like when he, but then when he's, he's talking to Michael he's like oh John just does it for me he melts my butter and everyone's like laughing and Michael's laughing but I don't know like okay Michael's wearing leather pants I only just noticed that. <laughs> like I said I don't know it's like he's got his own look going on Ricky like is like so do you have a problem with that Michael also now is like very on the spot he's like no no not at all and Ricky's like really and he's like yeah well like a little bit I guess but not too bad Ricky's like oh I think you'd be worried about losing your best friend to your brother and Michael's like no again like he just shuts down all these friends were like no we're friends Ricky like I don't know if you know what friends are but like no like he's like I just can't it just seems like he can't really react he's just really surprised Ricky's like well do you remember him asking about what John looked like like did that 
you know, ring any bells or raise a red flag, not a red flag, but like give you a hint. Michael's like, no, he's just really shocked. We see him like putting the pieces <laughs> together as Ricky says that where she's like, do you remember him asking what John looked like? And he's like, oh, you can just see like the thought process behind his head is like, oh, 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 like he's like putting pieces together. Like, you know, the meme with the girl and the math in front of her face. <laughs> like, I, hope, I hope you know what I mean. She's, he's just like, uh, he can't react because he's still like figuring it out. And then he was like, oh, well, yo, he said, okay, he asked me to describe him because he was wondering if he'd met him before. So he was trying, okay. And like, Ricky's like, well, do you think he, they'd get along? And Michael does seem to like stop and think about it. And he's like, yeah, yeah, I guess so. Now John comes out, takes off his little headphones. For the time, it wasn't, like, a bad look. It's just, it's very George Michael. He looks like George Michael. And, no, he doesn't look like George Michael. He looks like he stole George Michael's clothes and styling. <laughs> um, anyway, he comes out. It's kind of cute because he kind of, he looks kind of slick, but he, like, struggles with the door. <laughs> he just leaves it open behind him. <laughs> like, he can't close it. He's just, it's kind of like a, what do you call it? Like a French door, I guess, or like a double door. Um, it's kind of cute. Glenn is just so charming. And she's just a little cutie. I mean, this is the first time he saw John. But anyway, John comes out. He's in Glenn's, and they're like, oh, Glenn, what do you have to say? And he's like, when we started talking on the phone, I fell in love with your voice and have, oh, it's just wonderful. And it melts my butter, as she says, which was <laughs> like, I'm glad that we called that back. Like, Glenn purposely, I feel like, called that back to be like, and that's not me who said it. By the way, it was Ricky who said that. <laughs> like, and then, because Ricky said it, and he agreed, but, like, repeated it. And then he said it again. And then now when he's saying it to Glenn, he's like, in Ricky's words, not mine. <laughs> Just trying to get some distance between himself and that phrase of melt my butter. John is like, oh, I'm very flattered. This is national TV. I don't know. <laughs> I've always wanted to meet you. But Michael left. Like, now, see, this is okay. I don't know what happened. Because he's like, I always wanted to meet you. But then Michael left. Where? Like, where? I thought Glenn moved. And then Michael left. But then, does, does that mean Michael moved out? Like, I just don't. I can't keep track of this. I don't know. That's what he said. Okay, guys? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, and then he said, well, first time we met, like, I was waiting for a call. And then he called, and he was looking for Michael. Um, and then we talked for, like, I think he says 45 minutes. Glenn said an hour and a half, and John said 45 minutes. It was probably, like, an hour. 45 minutes is still a long time to talk to someone you don't know, personally. Ricky says, well, how are you feeling? Now you see the face that goes with the voice. I mean, John's a good-looking guy, so it's not really a big deal. Glenn's like, oh, it matches the voice. She's like, so you're happy? He's like, oh, I'm happy. I'm elated. <laughs> elated. The first time he said it, I thought he said, I'm a lady. And I was like, oh, like you're not going to talk about how melted your butter is. But I I had to go, like I had to re-listen to it a couple times. And it's elated, elated. I'm elated. An audience member is like, so are you going to get together? <laughs> Ricky's like, whoa, straight to the point like that. 
Glenn's like, well, we have, okay, like, we have a lot of miles between us right now, but this is great. This is nice. <laughs> this is great, guys. And Ricky's like, well, why are you here today? <laughs> she looks like, well, what the fuck? Like, what is this for? You could have just told him. And Glenn's like, well, <laughs> I'd asked Michael to set us up. Okay, so what? Hold up. Like, you asked Michael to set you up, but this is like, how is this brand new information to Michael if you asked him already to set you up? We, I don't know, we breeze past it. He's like, I asked Michael to set us up, but he had to go out of town. <sighs> okay, permanently? Like, maybe they both moved? Like, Glenn moved and then Michael moved? I don't know. But he had to go out of town. And it never happened. And I saw the little thing on your show one day that said, are you in love with your best friend's brother? And I was like, hey, go Ricky. <laughs> so, so we called because he was like, yes, <laughs> I am. He's so charming. He's got like, I'm not going to be able to do the accent. I probably have been trying already. I can't remember. I'm not feeling great, guys. <laughs> We're going to get through this. But uh, he's got like a... I wish I had a better reference for this, but he's got like a Lindsey Graham accent. I don't know if that's kind of close to Matthew McConaughey. I'm not like an expert on accents, but it's definitely a Lindsey Graham accent. And then I was trying to think of someone else who had that accent, who wasn't a total piece of shit, garbage human. And I came up with Matthew McConaughey and that's probably not not correct. That's as, I don't know. That's as close as I could get. Ricky's like, so are you guys going out tonight? And John's like, I don't know. I have a a plane to catch, but I guess we'll see (laughs) if we have time. Ricky's like, oh, I'll see what I can arrange. Teehee. An audience member asks Glenn if John is everything he expected. And Glenn says, and a little bit more. (laughs) An audience member asks how long he's felt this way. And he says, it's been eight months since that first conversation on the phone where they talked for 45 minutes to an hour and a half ricky says notice how quiet i do feel like this was she's like well notice how quiet michael is like how are you feeling ricky part of that is that glenn just has a magnetic personality (laughs) so i think that's why but michael's like i don't know it's good but it's bad like say it doesn't work out then it could be weird it's hard, yeah, you gotta give Michael a second here to digest this <laughs> before we can expect a good reaction from him, but Glenn tries to say it'll be okay, and then Ricky just cuts him off to tell him he's adorable, and they move on to a commercial break, <laughs> but she does it like a profesh, like she does it in a way you kind of probably wouldn't really notice unless you were, you know, watching it, the level of detail of taking notes for it, as I am. <laughs> Before the commercial, like the lead up to this made me so confused that I literally didn't know what I was looking at. They do the cut to commercial thing and the guy who would this. So where we see the person who or where we would normally see this person, like the brother in this situation in isolation with like the headphones on, we we don't see that, but we see this the same shot as that, if you know what I mean. Well, I didn't know that. Anyway, I guess. So we see, we were, we're looking at that shot, but the person doesn't have headphones on. They are wearing a bellhop outfit. <laughs> I was like, immediately, I was like, is her brother 
is the brother a bellhop? Was it necessary for him to wear his full uniform? <laughs> like his bellhop uniform? Is it like when you're in the army and you have to wear your dress uniform? <laughs> like, why am I looking at a bellhop right now? I just couldn't confuse it or couldn't figure it out. And then we get this like kind of running Chiron that runs across the bottom. And as soon as I saw it, I was like, oh, okay, we're going to get a Chiron. That'll explain it. <laughs> so that's good. And then the Chiron that we see is like, I don't even know if they say his name because we don't know his name at this point. It's Ronnie, but let's say Ronnie. Like Ronnie sent his response by messenger. And I was like, what? That didn't explain it at all. Like, <laughs> I, was like I, just, I thought we were going to get words about why why I'm looking at a bellhop. He's, he sent it by messenger. In my head, honestly, I was like, MSN messenger? <laughs> did that did that exist? Like, what was, oh, what was the, for the AIM? I didn't really have AIM, but was it AIM? Like, what do you mean he sent his response by messenger? Why is there a bellhop here? So confused. We'll get to that later. We're going to bury the lead on that here. So we, because that is all the information I had at this point. That's it. So we come back from commercial. We meet Cindy and Cindy's BFF, Adrian. Adrian is young Monica from Friends. She looks exactly like teenager Monica from Friends. <laughs> She's got this big dress on that has like, it's like a floral pattern, but it's like the tiny flowers. She's got a necklace on with a little cross on it. She's got this huge bird's nest of a dark hair style going on. Kind of looks a bit wind tunnel-ish. But also Cindy has a similar hairstyle. It's just, it's really big. It's like, it's really big. They might have teased it. I don't know how much they got so much volume, both of them. But I'm going to say it's where they live. And I'm going to go out on a further limb here and say maybe like, Queens? Where was Ugly Betty from? Not the actress, but that show. Wherever it was set, I think they might be from there because that's their hairstyle. Cindy says that whenever she, they're out, like they'll be out together and she'll point at a hot guy and Adrian will be like, oh, well, it's not Ronnie. Like, it sounds like Adrian's just been pining after Ronnie for a long time. Ricky asks Adrian why she hasn't just gone for it yet or like why, you know, why did you have to come all the way here? Adrian says she was with her previous boyfriend for three years. She was just too shy to say anything, I guess, after that. Ricky's like, oh, you were too shy, so you came on TV? <laughs> like, everyone's a bit giggly. Adrian is... Again, just picture Monica from Friends as, like, not Monica from Friends, but teenage Monica from Friends. That is exactly what we're looking at. She's, like, giddy. She's like, yeah, I don't know. Ricky asks if she spies on him. I don't know. Ricky's obviously picking here because, or digging, I guess. Um, because, I don't know. She's like, well, do you, does she, ooh, like, does she spy on him? And she's like, uh, no, <laughs> like, it's just like, ugh, it's weird, like, <laughs> um, Cindy says she just flirts with him, and Ricky's like, oh, how does she flirt, Cindy's like, well, she'll hit him, she'll sit on his lap and tickle him, 
I'm not even, I don't know how big Ronnie is, but I don't, I know it's really shitty and I'm so sorry, but I did have kind of an internal giggle, like picturing Adrian sitting on anyone's lap (laughs) as a flirty thing. I wonder if he was like, oh my God, get off. (laughs) Um, And Ricky's like, oh, well, like, how does, does he respond to that? Like how, what does he do? Cindy's like, no, he tells her to get away from him. (laughs) He's like, this poor guy's like, oh, so literally, yeah, she sits on his lap. He's like, oh my God, get off of me. (laughs) Cindy says, Cindy's like, I don't have a problem. Like, I wouldn't stop it if it was happening. It's just that I see that it's not happening. Um, For one thing, he's 28 and she's 19. And it's just like, he doesn't see her that way. It's not going to happen. And good for Cindy. Cindy's correct, right? It's, again, it's kind of different than the other ones because Cindy's not like, oh, I have a problem. Cindy's like, no, it's fine. If I thought they were going to be in love, it'd be fine. It's just I know my brother and I know my friend and I and I don't think this is going to be happily ever after for anyone. An audience member asks Cindy, like, oh, how do you think he'll react? Cindy's like, oh, I think he knows. <laughs> um, Ricky... Oh, it just brings me back, because if you remember in Friends, like, when Monica first met Chandler, it's just, it's literally that exact same situation. We could turn off Ricky and put on, I wonder, maybe, I wonder if that's where the writers of Friends got their inspiration (laughs) for Monica and, like, Monica and Chandler when we flash back to them. It just, it's very that. So after Cindy says, well, I think he knows already. Ricky's like, I think Adrian, I don't know. It's hard to say. Adrian didn't really say anything. He was just kind of giggling. She's like, oh, no, I don't know. Ricky, no, I don't, I don't think he's got Ricky's like, oh, listen. I feel like Ricky had some kind of weight loss journey too. Again, I could be making that up, but Ricky seems to relate. She's like, listen, the same thing happened to me when I was young. It's like puppy love. Really liked this guy. And he'd be like, oh, I don't think he knows. But yeah, he knew. He just didn't want me. (laughs) That really sets us up for where we're headed here. Ronnie chose not to be here today. (laughs) But uh, Ricky gives Adrian the chance to make her plea. So Adrian looks straight into camera. And with only a small number of tears in her sad little eyes, says, Ronnie, if you're watching this, I am in love with you. And I have been for four years I want you to give me a try. I think you'll be really happy. I really love you. Ding dong! This <laughs> like doorbell <laughs> sound effect interrupts her. <laughs> it's like it comes in too early. It's like she hasn't quite even finished all her words and this doorbell is ringing. The bellhop shows up. <laughs> okay, now we find out. It's a telegram, man. Apparently, I don't know... I don't, I couldn't even have t- if you asked me like what is a telegram man where I'd be like I have no idea like I don't think I have any frame of reference for a telegram man and he obviously it's not a telegram man it's an actor but he is and obviously they couldn't find a telegram outfit either because he's dressed as a bellhop I swear to god he comes out he's reading like a robot I assume they picked an actor for this obviously not a Again, not a telegram man or a real bellhop, but he, it sounds like, it seems like this is the first time he's going to read the message from Ronnie. I feel like he could have maybe, I don't know, gave it a glance over before he came out on stage to read it to us and deliver it. 
it gives it honestly the whole thing just he reads it in a weird voice it's like it gives me the feel of like if someone from the 1800s programmed a robot that was gonna speak I didn't realize for so long that this was a poem like I thought it was just a message and I wanted to get it again and this is something I really wanted to get like verbatim so I wrote it down and it was not so I watched the I watched these episodes twice right I watched them once just to like get true impressions of it and then I watched it again to take notes and it was I and then while I was taking notes I rewound this like three or four times to be able to get the whole thing and that was the point that I realized that this was a a poem that this rhymes (laughs) so I hope that gives you a sense of this guy's delivery because it was piss poor so he reads it. I, I could never do it justice when he reads it. But he's like, he even fucks it up at the front. He's like, Adrian, I'm, dear Adrian, I am begging you to come out of your fog. Stop following me like a puppy dog. You'll always be too young for me. My kid sister's friend is all you'll ever be. Stop dreaming that will be man and wife. And please, Adrian, move on with your life. It's hard to read something that you know rhymes as if it doesn't rhyme, but I swear to God, it was just it was horrible delivery. Second of all, if we read that, let's 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 read that again in a normal voice. And I want you to think instead of thinking about this fucking idiot who did literally no prep to be out on stage in this stupid outfit reading this stupid poem. Let's take a minute to imagine you're Adrian, and these are the words that are being read to you on stage after you just bared your soul in a direct to camera shot adrian i am begging you to come out of your fog stop following me like a puppy dog you'll always be too young for me my kid sister's friend is all you'll ever be stop dreaming that we'll be man and wife and please adrian move on with your life (laughs) fucking traumatizing (laughs) for adrian that's so rude like why did we do this this is this is the moment where I was like yeah Adrian seems like a sweet girl but like if you put the wrong person in that spot it you know I don't know if if (laughs) you get really unpredictable reactions from people like that's traumatically embarrassing oh god Ricky's like are you okay and then Ricky's like I think she she has the same feelings as me (laughs) at this point and she has to defend herself she's like I just want to say for the record (laughs) like even though she's she's like I yeah I I get how that came off and she's like I just want to say for the record that Ronnie we understand Ronnie has told you many times that he's not interested in you and Adrian's like, that's correct. And Ricky's like, okay, because a lot of people think this is mean. <laughs> like, there must have been a riot in the audience behind her that we didn't see where everybody at the same time was like, what the fuck? <laughs> um, and she's like, I think a lot of people that this is, think that this is mean, that he sent this mean telegram. I was like, no, Ricky, if we think you're mean, because you obviously wrote this telegram, not you personally. But there's no fucking way that Ronnie sat down and wrote a poem for this. Like, 
doesn't, he's not interested. (laughs) If he was going to take the time, he would have probably come out rather than say, like, rather than write a mean poem (laughs) for your telegram guy. Guaranteed somebody else wrote that. And then Ricky just fucking throws Ronnie under the bus and then immediately tries to pull him out from under there by being like, Okay, but this is not new information, right? Like, you probably could have known that this was what was going to happen coming out here today. And audience members like, well, I don't think that age should be a problem. Like, if there's a big age gap like that. But if he told you many times that he's not interested in you, why do you keep following him? Adrian's like, oh, I'm just really attracted to him. I wish we could see what Ronnie looks like. Ronnie... Not Ronnie. Ricky Lake calls her out (laughs) again. Oh, she's like, oh, what about that picture of him you have where he's got no shirt on? Don't you have that hung up next to your bed? Ricky, that is fucking rude timing. Like, you could have said that before. (laughs) Like, you could have said, this is, that's mean. Like, she just got her heart smashed into a million pieces on TV in front of everyone. This is not the time. But then Ricky does say, she's like, no, but you deserve someone that treats you like a princess, not someone that sends you mean telegrams that we told them to write, (laughs) that we wrote on their behalf. (laughs) An audience member is like, it's, I mean, it's not in these exact words, but she's like, it sounds like he's just not that into you, right? Like you should just probably move on. Somebody else in the audience is like, so now that you know this, for sure, for sure, are you going to leave him alone? Adrian just keeps saying, she's like, well, I'll still be friends with him, but, you know, I won't pursue it. And the audience member's like, hmm, are you sure about that? <laughs> Cindy's like, Cindy, her friend, is like, no, she's going to go back to flirting with him. No one seems convinced that she's convinced. No one seems convinced that she's going to let this go. And then Adrian's like, well, I'm a natural flirt, though, so, like, I can't help it. <laughs> okay, Adrian. We have a commercial break here, and then when we come back, this was really weird. I don't remember even this being a thing. Now we random, big air quotes on this, randomly, <laughs> I guess, pick two audience members and they do it like it's the price of right like Ricky's like oh now we're gonna see who's gonna get picked out of the audience and she's like ooh, there's this really cheesy music while the camera like pans around their audience which is like it looks sad (laughs) most of them do look like this at this point in the 90s but Jenny Jones's set was like done upright and Ricky when we go to the audience we're like oh this is just like a TV studio with a stage. It's not fancy. Uh, It's just, it's just literally, it's like the price is right. Uh, They go, they stop on someone and then they do it again and stop on someone else. We have up from the audience, Sandra, Sandra, I think Sandra, and definitely going to get this wrong, but I want to say Kwan Yin. We don't, really hear they don't spell it out for me so I'm just going off of what I hear and it sounds like Kwan Yin and I'm sure that's wrong and I'm sorry Kwan Yin wherever you are for fucking up your name Sandra 
This is not, I don't know why we do this with the audience members. It's, it's not really that much fun. She, Sandra's like, well, Latricia, so now we have to go back through all the stories. So she's like, well, Latricia, Latricia, Latricia should just go for it. And her friend has to learn to accept it and they'll make it work. Kwan Yin doesn't agree. She thinks best friends should just stay best friends and leave the brothers out of it. And then she does say that she says this from experience because her brother hooked up with her best friend and then her brother passed away and now they're not close at all anymore and it's just not the same. Latricia's like, okay, but like not all situations are the same, (laughs) which is fair enough. I mean, Pee-wee's not dead for one thing. Um, so that's good. I don't know. I just, yeah, I I can see that it could, it might not work out and it might. Like, Latricia's like, you know, we can't just go off this one example. Peaches says she just doesn't buy it. (laughs) She says, I know Latricia does, Latricia, Latricia does love him, but Peaches just doesn't think that she's ready to settle down. So Sandra, I don't know. I mean, it's the same situation. So it's basically the same thing. Sandra also thinks Heather should go for it. Um, Yin also thinks that she shouldn't. And she's like, she already feels left out now, this whole Christmas situation, right? And then Sandra comes for Glenn a little, like they have this weird interaction. She, I don't know. It's like hard to really see like where it comes from. Cause it's, it's kind of, it's kind of a weird point or it's like a side point. Like Sandra's like, oh, well, you know, I think you had this like image of him in your head. And Glenn's like, no, I didn't. Why would you say that? That's not correct. And she's like, well, I think you did. And he's like, okay, but I didn't. So, like, what are you talking about? Like, he's just like, he just, it seems like he gets really annoyed by her saying that. And they just can't work past that in this conversation. Like, it just goes nowhere. And then Ricky picks up on this and she's like, Oh, by the way, this is their opinion, not the show's opinion, by the way. <laughs> Glad I love you. Like, she just doesn't want Glenn to have, be sad or be mad at her at all. She just really seems to like Glenn. I see why. Glenn's very charming. Glenn seemed just kind of ticked off at this woman. A different audience members. We move, we move away from that now. Obviously, Ricky just couldn't take the risk that anybody else is going to offend Glenn's. <laughs> That's good. I don't think these ladies even talked about the last two. An audience member asks Adrian, is it going to be weird now with Ronnie? She just says the same thing. She's like, I'll still be friends with him. I'm not hurt. I'm just angry. Uh, Another audience member stands up and is like, well, it seems like some people, mm, Sandra, (laughs) are judging you for falling in love with a voice, but I think that's great. Everybody cheers. Yay, Glenn. Ricky, even Ricky's like, oh, everyone's loving Glenn today. Well, yeah, Ricky, because you stand, you jump in and defend him as soon as things start going a little bit sideways. But also Glenn is very sweet, so can't take that away from Glenn. An audience member, a different one, says, friends will always be there, but men will walk out the door, so you should stick with your friends. And then Ricky's like, well, what about Michael? And Glenn. Or like, what about Michael? He's a man and a best friend. And the audience member's like, oh, shit. I don't know. (laughs) They just move on. Um, 
Ricky uh, says, Michael, are you bummed out? Like, it's, I, I don't know, she's, he's not saying anything, but nobody's talking to him, so I don't know why he would be saying anything, but she's like, are you bummed out about this? And Michael, who has at least now had maybe five to ten minutes to, you know, absorb this, he's like, oh, I don't know, I, I do see cons to it, but that lady over there had a good point, that, like, Glenn fell in love with my brother just on, like, voice and personality and not the face. So that's got to mean something. Like, that is good. Maybe maybe they really are right for each other. And then he's like, we just, I think we just need time (laughs) to, like, figure out what's going to happen. An audience member now asks if Michael and Glenn ever hooked up. And (laughs) they give the same nope. They're like, no. Oh, God, No. (laughs) I feel like it was a legitimate question, but also no. Like, not every pair of gay men are going to be interested in each other. Can't assume that, obviously. Ricky wraps it up uh, by saying, this is, I guess, Ricky's version of the final thought to try to put a button on this for us. says, before you go for your sorry, breast friend, before you go for your best friend's brother, you got to ask yourself, is it worth possibly losing the closest relationship you'll ever have for a couple of dates with a guy you may never hit it off with? Something to think about. And then we end. She literally says something to think about. (laughs) Okay, Ricky. That's good. And that's the episode. I made it. (laughs) Thank you for making it too. (laughs) If you have any additional energy and goodwill towards me at this point and you want to do me a solid you can rate and or review and or subscribe that would be a big help to me and I would definitely appreciate it and if you've already done any or all of those things thank you very very much it means a lot to me if you have any questions comments concerns kind feedback (laughs) you can email me at realityrootspod at gmail.com thank you for being here and i'll see you guys next week okay bye